We'll now have uh, our reading of the Bible. If you don't have a Bible and you would like to receive one, ushers will pass them out. Please put your hands up. And today we'll be reading um, out of the Gospel of Matthew. On the first page of the New Testament and uh, church Bibles, and that's page 783. Some hands up and... And we'll be reading on chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consume their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. All right. Thank you, Harold. Thank you, Chewy. Let's keep that passage open as we reflect on Christmas. Wonderful. Why don't we pray together as we uh, go and reflect on Christmas. Our Father, thank you for sending your Son. Thank you for Emmanuel, God being with us. Pray that as we look at your word today as we meditate on uh, what Jesus came to do, who he is, uh, we would be filled with joy and thankfulness. Would each of us yeah, love Christmas, love Jesus? In Jesus' name, amen. Great. Now, a few weeks ago, I was in the Netherlands uh, shortly. I went to see uh, my parents. My dad had his 70th birthday, and so it was really special that I could be there um, it was an interesting time, though. So they had all their friends there at a birthday party. Uh, all these people who were now in their 70s. And I knew them, of course, when I was a teenager, uh, in their 40s. And what was interesting is that many of them felt quite disillusioned. I don't know uh, what to... Yeah, think about you know, 30 years ago, what the world was like. Uh, the Berlin Wall came down, and... Uh, Uh, the Soviet Union was crumbling and it felt like peace and democracy was making its way across the world and everything was going to be good and now they're in their 70s uh, and not just do they know they're going to die at some point uh, but they see the world and things are going downhill they're going down the drain and and they all felt yeah hmm. I don't know if you can empathize with that you know what is this world coming to I guess Of course, we've seen in Hong Kong the past few months uh, things going wrong here. Uh, Despair, disillusionment. Uh, You see the news. We heard the prayers just now. No, the world is a mess. 
of course, that is when people are looking for hope. Are people looking for answers? Where is God? Is there a God? Does he care about this world? Does he care about what's going on? And that is when, uh, yeah, when Christmas is the message we need, right? I don't know if you are here as a visitor. Maybe you came here looking for answers, uh, looking for what is going on with the world, uh, looking if there is a God and whether he cares. Well, he does. That is the great news of Christmas, that there is a God. And, and he was here. Uh, he, was, he came into the world uh, because he loves us, because he had a, a mission. And that is what we're going to reflect on today. Now, um, we're going to, coming few weeks, look at uh, yeah, some of the names of Jesus. And today, as you heard in the passage, we're, we're thinking about Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God is with us. And that is an amazing thing uh, in, in many ways, especially, of course, who God is and who we are. So let's, uh, l- let's think about that Emmanuel. God being with us. And the first thing that means, of course, is, well, Christmas means God was with us. I mean, physically, God is with us. That that is the point of this passage, right? We've heard this passage many times. Of course, every Christmas we read this. But it is very special. There was this baby, and this baby was, well, he was human, but he was also not human. This baby was God. Because as you read the story, well, Joseph was not the father. So Joseph and Mary, they were engaged to be married. And um, at some point, uh, Mary started to show. Uh, And Joseph knew, well, this was not from me. Uh, Why? Well, the passage says it, right? She was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. One back. Um, The Holy Spirit. Um, Of course, Joseph wants to do something about it, so God sends an angel. Uh, Joseph, son of David, verse 20, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Uh, Look, this this baby is special. Uh, It's not about another man uh, that they knew their biology. No, this baby is from the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit has done something, and God has come into the world. And so, yeah, that's what it says, verse 23. What does this mean? Well, Emmanuel. Uh, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God's with us. This story is about, well, th- this baby was not just human. He was fully human. We thought about it last week. But he was God. God was here. He came into the world. He was physically present with us. God is with us. And I don't know if you've ever thought what an incredible claim that is. Here is God coming into the world. God being here. Uh, Many people wonder, is there a God? Uh, What is he like? Uh, Many people claim, well, I've I've thought about it and I think God is like this, God is like that. And and Christians can say, well, look, God was here. He he was physically there. This baby that you saw on the slides, that baby was God. And because you couldn't see it back then, because it's not that he had his halo. Uh, The pictures, he always has a halo. Of course, he didn't really have a halo. When did you see? Well, next slide. Uh, You can see it when he grew up. Because what did the baby go on to do? He did miracles. 
This baby went on to calm storms. This baby healed the sick and he raised the dead. And everyone was astounded. And he taught in ways that no one could believe. That people we still find you know, extraordinary. Love your enemies. Forgive those who persecute you. Uh, the claims he made about himself. And of course, ultimately, after he was crucified, three days later, he rose from the dead. Uh, this baby really was God here on earth. And, 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 and that's history. That's the thing, isn't it? Uh, Christians aren't arrogant to say that, well, we know God and we know what he's like. That's not because we are more clever than anyone else. It's just, well, God was here and we saw him. In Sai's testimony, that's one thing that convinced him, right? The, the historical evidence. You know, here is a person, Jesus. Uh, he is historical and people wrote about him and you see that and he is God. Uh, so if you've never read a biography, uh, read a biography of Jesus. Uh, like the Gospel of Matthew that Sai read, where, where this passage is from. Read it and think, can this man just be a human? Or is he more? Was God really here? That's an amazing thing, right? God was here. I, I encourage you to do that. Although at the same time, you know, even apart from the kind of the physical fact, God is here. I think most of us, why would wa- God want to come here? I don't know if you ever thought about that. Okay, yes, God came here. Wow, but why would you want to come here? I don't know, so my, my wife and children are going to fly to Korea a few days later for two weeks. They have amazing cheap air tickets. How did they get those cheap tickets? Well, because flights in and out of Hong Kong are really down, right? No one wants to come to Hong Kong because they don't want the tear gas and uh, uh, that kind of stuff, right? Why would you want to come to Hong Kong? Uh, I can understand that. <laughs> well, if you're God and you're up in heaven... Why would you want to come to this world? You know, th- th- this world with its, its pain, with its suffering, with its violence, with its injustice. Why would you want to come into this world? You know, you, you're God. You're up in heaven. You're on a throne. You've got millions of angels worshipping you. Why would you want to come and be here? Why would you want to come a- and be in this world? And I don't know if you've ever thought about that. <laughs> Because that's what God did. He stepped down from the glories of heaven to come here. And it's not a mistake. It's not that things were better back then. Because you read often in Matthew chapter 2, he has to flee for his life. Well, he was still a baby. Actually, his parents had to flee. Otherwise, Jesus would be killed. And, well, he went on in life. He was known as the man of sorrows. And, yeah, he ended up betrayed by his friends, unjustly condemned, crucified, executed in the most horrible way. Why would you want to come and do that? Why would God want to be here? Why would God want to be with us? Well, let's think about an example. Sorry, next slide. Imagine visiting someone in hospital. Why would you want to go to someone in hospital? Great to see Anita here. Uh, why would you go and visit someone? Well, you know, taking the time out to travel all the way there, negotiate the hospital parking and the hospital finding, why would you make the effort to go see someone in hospital to be with that person? 
Well, because you love them, right? Why do you go to the effort to be with someone? Because you love them. You care about them. And that is, I think, the, the second sense of God being with us. God is, well, he's for us. God is for us. And that, that is what God being with someone means. It's not just a, a physical thing. But God being with us means he is, he's on our side. He, he's for us. He's with us. And that is the, I think that's the original meaning of God is with us. And we, you know, it's what the prophet Isaiah said. When did the prophet Isaiah say that? He said it, uh, well, during a siege. And we've seen some sieges here the past few weeks ago. Polyu, C-O-H-K. Well, think of something much bigger. Think of a, a city surrounded by a huge army. And the food has run out and the water has run out. And, yeah, this army wants to conquer the city, uh, not just restore peace, but actually conquer. You would think God is gone. God has given up on you. But Isaiah said, no, there there is hope. And uh, that hope is God is with us. God is on our side. God will, in, in this mess, in this siege, he will come and help. He will come and do something. He will come and rescue us. That is originally God is with us. So that's the thing. God is on our... God is... Whoops. God is with us. And I don't know, again, if that sounds some, something amazing, that God would be with us. I mean, first of all, think about who God is. Why would God want to be with us? So God has a whole universe to rule, right? God is the God of the universe. Why would he want to... Um, come to this one little planet somewhere in the back corner? Why would he want come and care about us? I mean, you're here in this world. There's 8.7 million species. God became a human. And he didn't become an angel or anything like that. He became a human. I mean, if I'm in hospital, my, my, my friends would maybe visit, my family. I wouldn't expect the Queen of England to kind of book a flight and fly here and come and visit me. Why would she come and visit me? I'm, I'm not important. Why would God care about people like us? Well, but, but more than that, are we really people and God should be on our side? Are we really the kind of people that God should be for? Yeah, because well, what did Jesus come to do? Uh, verse 21, Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Jesus came to save his people from their sins. I don't know what you think sin is. Sin is how people reject God. It's how people, you know, go our own way. God made us. He made us to live with him, in relationship with him. Is that how people live? Is that what we usually do? Do we, do we have God at the center of our lives and we honor him and we thank him or do we just live for other things? Do we just, uh, we, we don't care about God, we just do our own thing. That's the kind of people we are. That's the kind of people they were. That's the, the world, right? Humans, well, we, God made us, but we, we have not lived at all as God's people. And so you would wonder why would God want to be with us? Why, why would you want to... Uh, I know some families with the protest, you know, 
some you know, you disagree with your family members and they're not going to spend Christmas together. Right? They don't want to be with this person who they disagree with, let alone these people who have rejected you. Why, why would you want to spend time with them? Right? I mean, uh, Junius Ho, when he was stabbed, he was in hospital. I'm sure he got some visits from family and friends. I don't think many protesters would come and bring him flowers, right? And, you know, be, give him a card and ask, how are you doing? Why not? Well, they, they hate each other, right? He's the enemy. Why go and see him? So why would the gods who we've rejected care so much about us? Why would he come? Well, because that is what God is like. That is the miracle, right, of God being with us. It's God's grace. Uh, when we see Christmas, when we see God come, actually, God is a God of grace. He is not a, a God who comes to lovely people. He is the God of grace. Grace is undeserved love. Not love for someone who, who is lovable, like my love for my wife. She's, she's lovely. But actually, we are not. God shouldn't love us, and yet he, he came to be with us. He made all the effort to come here. He, came to, he is on our side, even though he shouldn't. That's a God of grace. Now, I don't know how to best illustrate that. Let me give a human example again. I guess we know the Khmer Rouge, right? The regime in Cambodia in the 70s. Uh, they killed about 30% of the population. They were a really evil regime. And there was one guy, uh, he was a teenager back then. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Sokrek Sahim. Let me read a bit about his story. After years of surviving the killing fields, I, along with my father and brothers, were dragged to the edge of a mass grave and slashed with machetes and clubbed with hoes. Minutes later, I awoke in the grave in a pile of my dead and dying relatives. I was able to climb out and hide in nearby weeds when the killers left to round up my female relatives and complete their macabre mission. When they returned, they murdered my mother and sister. As the soldiers threw dirt on the people who were my entire life, I swore revenge. I was alone, hungry and scared, and in the coming weeks I made my way across the jungle avoiding soldiers by day and sleeping in trees by night to escape roaming tigers. I eventually found my way to the safety of a succession of refugee camps, all the while planning and plotting the deaths of the men who murdered my loved ones. And you can imagine that, right? If, if that is your situation, and here are people who've killed your whole family, who tried to kill you, you'd want them dead. But this person, yeah, after five years in Thailand, in refugee camps, he immigrated to Canada, and he heard there about Jesus. And as he grew as a Christian, through years of Bible study and communion with God, he, he could see this hatred in his heart. That wasn't right. And ultimately, well, he went back to Cambodia, to find the people who killed his parents. But why? In the years that followed, I began a new mission. One that still included finding the men responsible for the deaths of my loved ones, but for a new purpose. 
I no longer wanted to seek their deaths, but to tell them of the life and hope that I found. I eventually found two of the men involved in my family's deaths in the very village and among the very people they terrorized over two decades before. Initially, on hearing that, I wanted to meet the men to forgive them. Many people thought that my plan was just another attempt to locate the men so that I could take my revenge. To the surprise of the men and most of the villagers, I shook hands with the two men and forgave them. That's incredible, right? Going and forgiving the people who killed your family, making all that effort to tell them about the life and hope that is in Jesus. That is grace, that is undeserved love. Had to come to these people and, and not being against them, but to be on their side, to be for them. What could do such a thing? Well, I discovered that forgiveness truly is divine. It isn't easy to forgive, but we can learn a lesson from Jesus who forgave those who crucified him. And he realized that God was a God of grace, a God who forgave, a God who was for the people who were against him. And that changed his heart, and he went to do that. How would you feel? I think this is something you should do something about, right? What an amazing grace. And, and that was just a small p- picture of what God did. I mean, he went from Can- Canada to Cambodia. Big journey. How about going from heaven to earth? A- and not just for your family's killers. How about for people who've rejected their creator, who you should stamp on like ants? God loved those people. He came to be with those people. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that amazing grace? And, and wouldn't you respond? If, again, if you're a visitor, how, would you, what do you think of that? This huge claim. There is a God and he was here and he's for you. He is on your side and he's, he's come for you. He's come, well, as it says in the passage, to save you from your sins. He's come to rescue you. Isn't that incredible? I mean, well, what would those men do? They're in the village and they hear someone has come all the way from Canada. And someone whose family they've killed 20 years ago. And he's actually, he's come to forgive them. He's not against them. He's on their side. It must be important, right? You would at least come out of your tent. You would come and, and meet him, right? Because this must be important if someone is willing to show such grace. And so have you ever looked at Jesus? If this is the real claim, that God has come here in grace for us, have you investigated that? Again, Christianity Explored is coming up, right? It's when you read through a biography of Jesus, not Matthew, but Mark, it's shorter. Uh, You read it through, and you engage with the message. It's an amazing message to explore. Uh, You can sign up at the back. But just the, the, the idea, you know, that we were more wicked than we ever realized and more loved than we ever dreamed. That's, that's Christianity explored because that's the gospel. That's Christmas. Jesus came because we're more loved than we ever dreamed. Jesus, yeah, all the way from heaven down to earth. And not just to be born, but to live and to die, taking all our punishment for our sins, everything, and, and rise again to give us new life. 
That, that is Christmas. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, and if you're a Christian, do, do you, again, do we marvel at this wonderful news? I know Christmas is a busy time. I often resent Christmas. Right? There's the extra stuff that you need to finish by the end of the year. And, and your kids have all this extra stuff at school. And <laughs> all these things you need to do. And, and uh, office parties. And, and man, you just resent it. Shall we take time to just marvel at God's grace? Marvel at Emmanuel. Marvel that God came to be with us. That he's with us. Uh, let, let's reflect on this wonderful news. Let's let it change us. And not that you have to travel across the world uh, like he did, but it changes you, right? If you understand this love, this grace, and, and to share this wonderful news. What, an, what a message, what a God, what a gospel that Jesus came, that he is with us. Why don't we pray and sing? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you came. Thank you that though we were against you, you are for us, you are with us. You came to be with us. You were born, you lived, you died, you rose. And we did not deserve it. And yet in your grace you came. Lord, help us to marvel, to be filled with joy and thankfulness at, at Christmas. To take the time to, uh, to be changed by your amazing grace and love. Uh, that we would be people of hope, uh, people of grace in this city, uh, that as we are changed, the world would change. But it starts with you and the change you made when you came down at Christmas. In Jesus' name. Amen.